SI, Season 4, Episode 25. I am your host, Russ Shaw. This is some Shine Down on the podcast. Bumper music from Shine Down. There you go. in the back. (laughs) No, that's a hairstyle. That's a mullet. Not promoting bad 80s haircuts. I myself have no hair. Cuts down on a lot of hair care products. Anyway, wait. Focus, Russ. (laughs) Back on topic. Promoting music. Like, if you like the music, buy the music. I like to buy LPs, right? I've been into vinyl again lately, which is cool. I mean, a 12 by 12 piece of artwork you drop a needle, just something nostalgic and, and cool about that. But anyway, this is what uh, talk radio has done for years, and this podcast costs nothing, so it's considered free speech media, right? Kind of the same thing as talk radio, just presented in a different way. Um, the difference, you know, with talk radio, they actually have ads, and they monetize those ads, and they make money off that, so... Anyway, it's it's legally complicated, but I feel more comfortable doing it when I get to tell you uh, a place where you can purchase the music, where you can look at the tour dates as well. Um, on the website, asi247.org, you can actually click on the music tab and you can see all the bumper music that I play here on the podcast and you can actually purchase it from that page Also, something new I'm doing to give back to the artists and to keep them from suing me (laughs) is also um, I'm including the band's uh, URL for their, their, their band, right? So that you can look up the tour dates and see when they're coming to your town if they're a band that you really like and really enjoy because, uh, you know, artists today in the music world don't primarily make money off of recording uh, right sounds, you know. I mean, the, the business has changed. Uh, technology has changed the business to the degree that most bands are going to recover most of their income in touring. So, I'm adding uh, the band's websites and something new that I'm doing on the URL as well. So, uh, getting that out of the way. Cut the car! Cut the cord. Amen. Right? The cords that hold us in bondage. The cords that are plugged in to systems of identity and thought and decision making that we don't even realize is going on. Right? I mean, there's there's cords that need to be cut in order to see lasting change. Is there not? This is my experience. Again, I'm not an expert. 
This is not digital therapy. This is just a podcast by a guy who is sharing some of my experience, some of the things I've learned, and I've almost uh, 10 years of ongoing uh, sexual sobriety. I guess that's what you would call it. And listen, I don't say that to be some guru or leader, all right, or authority. I'm not an authority on the subject, right? I don't put myself in that position when I say that. That's not my attitude, all right? And I want to make that really clear. I think that's really important. Once I start saying that I've got this, you know, this amount of sobriety in my life, to use that word, um, then then you should listen to me because I'm an authority, right? Like, no, I don't have that attitude. Here's, here's the attitude I do have. Um, because of the, the freedom, that song stirs something in me. That song stirred my affections. It stirred up that thing in my attitude that makes me pick up the mic and do this show, all right? And I say that because I want to be a sojourner with you. All right. I'm not Mr. Oh yeah, I'm awesome because I've got this down. Like I don't got this down. I'm not the most sane person in the world. All right. I'm not I'm not a poster boy for mental health and well-being, all right? That's just the truth of the matter. And I'll share some of that later, but um I I really want you to understand that. Like I'm just a guy who you can hang out with via these podcasts, all right? Uh, and I appreciate that. And I, I'm, I'm humbled and honored by the folks who, who do fill out the surveys and, and do email me. Uh, Russ at ASI247.org, by the way, is my email address. And I welcome wherever you're at, man, uh, to go ahead and email me because I'm not Mr. Authority. I'm not Mr. Come follow me. I have all the answers. I don't. I don't have all the answers. All right. And I hope that you can appreciate that because I, um, if I'm honest, a lot of the authority figures in my life spiritually were people, this is going back, like way back to like my AC3 days, you know, the authority figures in my life were people that I could trust and people that I could let in to my right behind the counter area. Um, that place where most people don't see, that protected, guarded place where few get to come back into. I, if I could let someone into that place, then they were trusted. I don't know if I could still even consider them a, an authority, but I could trust that they weren't, you know, filling me with bullshit, right? Like I could trust that part in their heart that was authentic and real, and and you can just sense that. And I don't. I don't know where you're at with that, but again, this is broadcasting. I can't have a personal one-on-one relationship with everyone, but that really is my heart in doing this podcast. I let the listeners of this podcast um, into a place that most people don't know about me, right? My coworkers don't know my my past, this podcast. Um, a lot of them don't even know my past. Some of them do. Some of them know that I'm the scarlet letter. I, you know, I'm untrustworthy because I did have affairs. I cheated on my wife. And, and it's, it's, so I, I 
I, I aware of that. Some people know that about me. And uh, when it comes to spiritual community, I, I, I'm not shy about saying it or talking about it. And, and that always makes it weird and difficult. Because I do believe that spiritual community needs to uh, be the progressive uh, journey into that behind-the-counter place where we can be ourselves in the place where we don't let most of the world into. Uh, I hope that makes sense. Again, not your authority. And it's that attitude that had me um, want to pursue this episode and title it The Humble Purposeful Attitude of Integrity and what that all means. Because attitude is important. Attitude is in the approach, is it not? Attitude is is why you do something, not whether you should or even want to, right? Attitude is in the why. I got a mind full of aggravation. I can take it if I just relax. I say a prayer for the motivation. Keep me solid so I stay on track But there's a monkey on my back And he don't know how to act Got me climbing up and down the walls Now I gotta make a choice Maybe then I can rejoice Cause I'm sick of all the same withdrawals I got a mind full of inspiration And I ain't living in the past no more So peace to Part of the drive of this podcast, this ministry, to use that word, is that I'm very cognizant of my attitudes, right? Like, attitudes are sort of the temperature or the the torrent, right? The river of thought, you know? They, they, they flow in directions, attitudes do. And people can think in a certain way. But their attitude can keep them stuck in in certain types of thought. For example, I had a friend who was listening to a podcast that uh, he turned me on to. I'm not going to mention it. Uh, But for me, and this is just me, all right? I'm not being judgmental or saying that my friend is a... Anyway, here's here's how the podcast that that this cat was listening to is really into struck me. Um, It was very, it's a Christian kind of themed podcast, right? But it's very uh, existential in its attitude. And what I mean by that is existentialism is, you know, it's kind of a hard word to define. But the best definition that I've ever heard of existentialism, I, I believe it was a professor at Berkeley that said that, uh, existentialism can be easily defined by this. Um, the, the existential person is one that realizes that life is the, a long walk off of a short pier, right? Like, <laughs> and that's funny, but it, it, it is, you know, I mean, life is sort of like that, but we also, it's okay to have hopes and dreams, man. You know, um, it's, it's good to be more of a, a honing missile, right, rather than a, a bullet that's shot directly towards a target. 
because chances are you you set a goal in your life and you think you're gonna aim right at that target you're gonna hit it without any you know having to bear or right or left or up or down around different obstacles in life um, you know it's that kind of thinking so I guess that what I'm trying to say is that when my mind is tempted uh, towards existential thought my attitude suffers for it alright if I think that that God is is just up there laughing at me while I fail you know I mean I don't first of all I don't think that that's the way the Bible works or the way our faith it, it can be interpreted um, there's certain people that are doing things that and, and not ever not even sinful things in some regard um, but we think that we're bigger than we are or some of us just need to have a reality check and the fact that we're we're not God right I love that line you know Pharaoh, Pharaoh, you are not a god, you are only a man, and we need to be reminded of that by our Creator, who does love us, and through His love, needs to teach us that lesson sometimes, which is okay. Um, but, yeah, man, this show, I'm going to, you know, people want to get in some very philosophical, kind of intellectual debates with me, and I'm... Uh, I don't want to seem like I'm stupid or that I'm right or that I'm avoiding an intellectual debate because I'm not smart enough to handle it or something like that. Which, hey, man, I'm a high school dropout, all right? Yes, I listen to hours and hours of psych and philosophy and, and theological lectures, yes, but I'm not, you know, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. So there is some of that. I'll admit to that. But mostly, the reason I don't geek out too much on the intellectual is because it doesn't it doesn't matter hyper intellectuals you know unless they have a drive and a motivation to actually um, accomplish some kind of social justice or change or see some life or organic you know goodness come out of a culture or people or a city unless they're in, unless they're right driven it doesn't matter like I don't care how smart you are I really don't care about winning an argument either I don't I'm, I'm it's not that I don't care I'm just okay with you thinking you're right whether you whether you have something to prove or not like I'm not going to be the sounding board or the uh, trial in where you try and prove your little truth because I don't I'm okay with, you know, you being, thinking that you're right. Does that make sense? I don't want to come off as uncaring either, because I do care. <laughs> I don't care, I don't care that much, right? I don't, I care for you as an individual, as a person, as a listener to this podcast, far more than I care about your argument or even your opinion. But your opinion is a kind of a window into your your soul, um, into your behavior, into your history and your story. So I care in that regard. I care less about the issue and more about understanding you better. So, you know, before I get into some of this survey stuff, I, I felt really 
uh, that was on my heart to say that because you know some emails and messages I've got uh, recently and over the years because I feel like in some way people have questioned my motivations and and that's okay all right but I really want you to know that um, there's a brotherhood even a sisterhood for the ladies that listen and I know there's female listeners out there um, I don't have this persona of of expert or professional and some are attracted by that um, I, I think about my friend Nate Larkin who wrote the book Samson and the Pirate Monks and he does the Pirate Monk podcast which a podcast I will mention um, and, and I appreciate that, that, that kind of pirate monk attitude like there's a certain attitude to that and and I appreciate that you and I, the listeners to this podcast, are sort of like that, sort of like you know that thick of thick as thieves metaphor, which is another uh, another song on that Shinedown album that I like, and it, and it had me thinking about my my relationship with the listener, right? Again, this is broadcasting, but I really do care about you and I care about how my message or my person um, the stuff that comes out of my mouth affects your heart and your mind and and I, I care about you as an individual and that's not bullshit alright that's not me trying to gain some political I'm not trying to be right I'm not trying to win early in my addictions and my compulsions in my guarded persona in not wanting to be known I didn't like people who I disagreed with right like if you had a worldview that I didn't like I didn't like you as an individual and I guess what I'm saying is I pray that if you stop listening to the podcast or you want to shoot off an angry email or message um, I get that I'm, I'm cool with that but if, if you're going to say that I don't like you as a person because we disagree, that is simply not true. It's okay to be in relationship with people you disagree with. And for me, that was part of my maturity, all right? So, you know, we can disagree on things and still be friends, you know? I, I that, was, that was huge for me. Like, really? I can... You and I disagree, but you're, you still want to like hang out with me you know that was weird for me early on but it was it was true about that kind of relationship that thick as thieves sort of metaphor we can even share secrets but even though you know we may disagree on some fundamental things we can still hang out and we can still call each other friend and those relationships are powerful all right and, and I do care about you and just because we may disagree doesn't mean I don't like you as a person, alright? And sometimes I get passionate, you know? Sometimes my anger comes out and I, yeah, I don't want you to think that I hate you because I get stirred up emotionally sometimes. Because I know I can come off as, you know, indignant, right? Self-righteously indignant and if listen guilty is charged okay I admit it sometimes 
that's that just ah, and the attitude gets behind it. It's important that you realize that if we do disagree, and even though I may not apologize for some of the things I say, I do care about you as an individual, and I do call you as a listener friend, even when, and especially when we disagree. I don't want to surround myself with a bunch of yes people that just agree with everything I say. That would be so incredibly boring and uninteresting truth be told. Because I remember feeling like that in my own life. Like, people of faith, you just care about being in your own little tribe, in your own little group, in your own little holy huddle, because God forbid that you would be challenged by other people's worldviews, and if you really know how busted up my heart was, you would reject me because you're just a bunch of judges, and all you care about is being good, or you know, being some Jesus zombies or something like that. I felt that about people of faith. And now I am one, right? Now I am, you know, that was part of my deconstruct, reconstruct of my faith. I had to go there and I just want you to know that I am not that, man. I am so not some judgmental asshole. There's two guys named Dan and Rick at a little church in Marysville. And even though I was angry, I vehemently disagreed, I offended them, and I didn't mind offending them, talking about how the Bible was full of fairy tales and bullshit, right? It just almost, was I testing? I don't know. I was really wanting to get questions answered, but I wanted to see if these guys actually gave a shit about this broken guy named Russ Shaw. I really do care about people, and I do care about you who's taking the time to listen to this as an individual. I give a shit about your heart, your mind, and your soul, and that is the truth, all right? Don't mistake my motivations for doing this thing, all right? I I guess it's important that you understand that about me and why I pick up this mic and do this thing. And guilty! But don't give up on me In the wake of the Odyssey We will still be thick as peas And guilty I may be But don't give up on me Don't you give up on me Hello, how does that sound? That sounds a little better, right? Sounded like I was talking in a can before. I kind of was. I was in my car uh, doing those recordings while waiting for rides. I am now an Uber and Lyft driver here in the Seattle area, mostly in the city of Seattle, because that's where most of the business comes from. And that's also uh, opened up an opportunity uh, because... Like half of my day, almost half of my day, has been driving Amazon employees to work and back because the Amazon.com campus 
uh, in Seattle, they built in South Lake Union, which is like downtown Seattle. All right. There's hardly any parking. Uh, the parking that there is, is really expensive and there's like a waiting list for it. So it's just a lot more efficient and cheaper for the employees to take an Uber to work. Uh, and, and that's what I'm doing now. So it, it works out and I get to meet a lot of interesting people and there's, uh, there's opportunities for publishing, um, my own work, uh, at, uh, audible, right. Which is owned by Amazon now. So taking advantage of some of that. And I'm trying to take some of the, some of the shows that had the, the biggest impact on people over the years and putting those into like an audio book, like even editing, editing out parts of that content, even though it sounds atrocious. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how that works out with the publisher. Uh, but anyway, it, it, it's good content and it has helped a lot of folks and I don't take that for, for granted. And I want more people to hear that message. And if I do put it in the form of a book, then more ears will reach it. Because that's just kind of how the world works, I guess. <laughs> that's what I've been told. Like, I don't want to be Mr. Oh, I got a book to sell, right? Like, I'm like I'm some shyster. I'm out, hey, go buy my widget, man. Like, hey, I learned some stuff and you should learn it too, right? It's always kind of turned me off a bit, but, you know, it's like some friends have told me, listen, Russ, you have a message that people need to hear, and if you do it in this way, uh, chances are more people will cling on to that message, more people will see life change and heart change, and, and that's good, so uh, stop being a self-righteous kind of anti capitalist sort of person. And I'm not anti-capitalist. I've been a business person for the last 20 years. I haven't had a normal job in 20 years. I've always been a bit of an entrepreneur. I've been praying about this and contemplating this for a while. And I think part of my pushback against profiting off of things that are spiritual, right? Like I don't feel, part of me doesn't feel good about selling um, my message in a in, in a kind of a worldly way like that. So it's not that I'm anti-capitalist. It's just that I have a I have a weirdness. There's a weird vibe to. I, I guess maybe it's judgmental on my part. I always see other people that are doing that as trying to be like the Wizard of Oz. Um, I was out last night driving, and I ended my uh, my day in the Capitol Hill area of Seattle where a author that I appreciate and I like was speaking. She was in town. Um, she wrote the book, uh, a cranky, beautiful faith of a sinner and saint. I just saw last night. I saw, uh, Nadia Bowles Weber who wrote a new book called accidental saints. And she was talking about that. And, uh, she had a great point about, leadership, right? Spiritual leadership. Anybody that takes a leadership role, and I've been told by several people that just doing this podcast puts me in a, a, a kind of leadership, whether I like it or not, right? That's just the truth of my situation. And and she said something and, and put it into words, and it, it was just beautiful. It's part of why I want to read some, a survey myself so you can get to know me a little better. Um, but listen, 
the Wizard of Oz analogy, right? Like when we realize, if you haven't seen the Wizard of Oz, you, you need to see it. I know there's some younger listeners, right? Some of the millennials that listen, uh, rent the Wizard of Oz or look, it's probably on YouTube, right? I think the whole copyright thing has run out. You know, it's been over 50 years or whatever. Uh, there's this point in the film. It's it's the end, all right? This is going to be a spoiler alert, right? But, okay, here's, here's the premise of the film. There's these characters and um, Dorothy, right? She's swept up in this storm, like tornado or house lands in this magical land called Oz, and she meets all these characters. She's trying to find her way home. Um, the Tin Man, he needs a heart, right? Because he doesn't have a heart. Uh, the Lion needs some courage. And there's some other creatures that need things, you know. I don't know. There's a bear that needs some self-esteem. I, I can't remember. I haven't seen the film in over a decade. But uh, you get the premise, right? So they're all going to the wizard because they heard that the wizard has these in, this information. The, the wizard has all the answers. The wizard can help them with what ails them. The wizard will, you know, change their lives and make everything new again, right? So they go to this place and they finally get to the wizard and, and they find that, you know, there's all these lights and this big voice and I'm the wizard, you know, and and they kind of, the little dog Toto runs behind this little curtain and you find this man, this kind of older, frail man and he's running all these levers and he's he's working all this stuff and you find out that he's he's actually the wizard. There is no wizard. It's just this man and he's, you know, making this big, he blows himself up and, and we do that in culture. The authorities... In Christian culture here in the United States, especially today, are the person that's wrote a book, the person that has the biggest church, the person that's, you know, th- that's out there and, and you know them and you're like, that guy is the wizard. I need to follow that guy. And if you don't know that they're just human, right? Um, that's that's why I, I'm a Christian. That's part of my faith. My, my heart is that Jesus changed my heart, soul, and mind, not me being hyper-disciplined or me finding the right wizards, all right? And I'll be honest, when Mars Hill Church collapsed, when, you know, the, the slow descent into this religious kind of fakery and protecting and making the show the most valued piece of the Mars Hill ministry. Um, it was hard on me, man. I'll, I'll be honest. I went through a depression. I was drinking heavily. Um, it, it, I, you know, I just I went through a really, a really tough time. But it helped me bring my faith back to where the light is and the light is in Christ you know that's that you know John the, the light came into the world and darkness will not overtake that light Jesus is that light and that's true because we're all just people and I'm just a guy and and I'll share with you my stuff because I'm not I'm not the wizard. I'm not this big person who has 
I don't want to make myself out to be something that I'm not. And I don't want to just be this emotional personality person that attracts and gathers just for the sake of profit. Because that's not who I am. That's not what this show has ever been about. You can appreciate that. And that's part of why I'm I'm honest here. That's pro- part of why I'll... I'll show you my scars and my flaws. All right. Um, I hope that makes sense. You won't catch me with my pants down because I started the show from the premise of a guy who was caught with his pants down. All right. That's been season one. You know, it just just uh, the, the the layers falling off. And there's some of those shows I've even thought of taking down. I disagree with myself on a lot of stuff that I said in the past. But there will be a book based on the good stuff and the heart stuff and the even the behavior change stuff um, in the future. There will be a, a book in the works and I have a date on it, which is uh, December 1st. So by December 1st, hopefully there will be some content that will be... Uh, meeting the publisher so see that i said it publicly before all of you all and uh, that is a goal that i am going to uh, try and crank out which means i'll probably have a a few more guests on the show in in that time um this thing is reaching a 10-year anniversary right 10 years of the asi podcast kind of a big deal right so ending season four here soon and that'll be uh that'll be an event don't miss it. Keep subscribed. Hit the subscribe button. Just go ahead and do it. it it's cool. Uh, don't worry. Um, surveys. I wanted to talk about surveys today. Uh, surveys are on the podcast at asi247.org. You click on the tab. Well, it's not the tab. Don't click on the music tab unless you want to buy the bumper music. All right? We've already been through that. Um, the survey tab is where you can interact with the show. You can actually be on the podcast, uh, and, and I talk about some of the stuff that you all have said, and, and we, we talk together about what's, what's going on and, in hearts and minds, so to speak. What kind of an impact? Like, Let me ask you nine inappropriately curious questions. That's what I say there on the podcast, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it. All right, um, I put up a, a a new survey, kind of. Uh, it's only had one respondent, and it, and I, I you know I was reading it, and it it sounds a little preachy. I'll be honest. I ask questions, but before I ask a question, I put out. Uh, I put out. I don't know. You go to the website. You can check it out. It is the, uh, the survey is titled, let me find it here, uh, Secrets, uh, Emotional Word Pictures of a Secret Struggle. That's the uh, name of the survey. And this, uh, this respondent is named, he calls himself So Child, and uh, I, I like that. Um, one of the questions I asked that isn't too long-winded, uh, scrolling down here to the bottom, um, the question nine and question ten actually are um, I'm sick of dot 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 and he says I'm tired of relapses and I, I want to make going forward 
you know, a thing. He wants to, and the last question is, um, I am grateful for, I'm so sick of, and I'm so grateful for the last question on the surveys. I'm so grateful for, what are you grateful for? And he says, I'm grateful for celebrating recovery, but it doesn't seem to be enough. And there's nothing else opened, uh, to share with about porn addiction in his town. And I get that. I guess um, Celebrate Recovery is a great organization. They're, uh, they're, I, I endorse them. I think it's a great place to go, a uh, great place to get around people. And those step studies, they call them in Celebrate, are a way to actually celebrate the life change of recovery when it gets stale and Early on, I met in a 12-step kind of program, There's there can be bullies that try and take control of the, of the system, all right, of the organization. And I think it's important to learn to ask difficult questions. Um, the person who's asking, this sounds weird, but the person who's asking questions is going to impact the room in a way that will change the dynamic especially when you have someone and it's not that they're just control freaks or they're jerks or whatever but it can be their personality makeup some people just have that personality where they're good at organizing things they're good at keeping things in tight little balls and you're right <laughs> having things organized and that there's nothing wrong with that but those people um, for my personality type can be annoying and sometimes when they are just left to their own devices they can control a group to where people don't feel safe to speak up and that's where it takes some courage to come out in these groups and ask really difficult questions and just share what's on your heart but but putting in a I'm looking for answers maybe you could help me um, I, here's a question for you and just throw them out there just how you're feeling and talk about it, all right? Don't be afraid. And if those kinds of those kinds of groups and those kinds of relationships are are very freeing and very life giving, um, it's not about the nutsy boltsy. Oh, I jerked off on Friday, or I had another relapse uh, two weeks ago, and I'm just trying to hold on. Um, get underneath that, all right? Get underneath that. And w what I mean by that is. Don't be afraid to talk about the, the complexity of relationship. Maybe if you're married, your relationship with your spouse and how other people, like what makes you feel safe, what has you feeling, um, you know, like, like you're going to the Songs of Solomon where, where right, Solomon talks about his spouse as being a oasis, right? Um gathering information and wisdom from other people about their lives is is so important and if people if people are resistant to that kind of that kind of dialogue man you know i i would find someplace else to go honestly if you keep getting cut off if you keep getting you know diverted then yeah that may be a sign that that's not a safe place so, and that's not, and that's okay. Just have to search out and find a, a place that's safer. Um, online, there's groups. Uh, X3, Triple X Church has groups. They do cost money. Uh, 
Crystal Renault, for the ladies that listen, um, there's women's groups where women can dialogue and talk about these issues together as sisters in a safe place. And these groups are ran, you know, they're moderated by people who know, right, who are, who've had some training and, and are, you can trust a little more than just your average 12-step group in a church basement somewhere. Uh, but again, they, they are going to cost some money. But don't give up, man. Just don't give up on these these groups because they are very important. They were very important in my life. Face-to-face, eye-to-eye um, stuff is, is just, the value is in, incredible. Um, question five, I ask, a hurt or healing of a relationship? A snapshot of a snapshot of honesty from inside the courage and fear hurt box. And he says this, um, it took more courage to talk to my wife than going to Vietnam. All right, that's pretty big. Uh, the Vietnam Wars must be an older gentleman. Vietnam War, big deal, right? That takes a lot of courage to go off to war. I've heard people say that. I've heard guys, soldiers, like I had a listener from Afghanistan who said, you know, jumping out of helicopters and, and, you know, running with a gun towards the enemy is less scary to me than actually opening up to my wife about the things that I'm afraid of, about, you know, just, just conflict resolution stuff or even sexuality stuff. Um, it, it, it takes courage, man, to do that. Uh, but anyway, he says, uh, it took more courage to talk to my wife than to go to Vietnam. This is part of confession. In fact, I told God this was not a very logical step, but we did have that talk. Uh, I'm not sure which talk he's talking about, but I, I didn't really mean confession. I wasn't talking about confession. That is something that a talk you may have to have, and that takes time. It may take time for you. It may take counseling. Um but don't, you know, don't do it alone. Gather some people around you to help you with the bomb blast. You know, I I use that metaphor in the podcast here, the the bomb squad. Uh, it, it's important to have some people around you if you're gonna confess something like an affair or a compulsive pornography habit, which, in my experience, will turn to an affair over time if untreated. Um, it is important to have that talk and to, to to confess that. And I know that is going to take courage. I know that's difficult. Um, it was incredibly difficult for me. I did a ton of podcasts, you know, before I even confessed the the thick of, of how bad it really was. Um, I just started this thing talking about porn, which was a big deal. And seeing a year free from pornography was a big deal. But it was deeper and darker than that. And I, I had to get to the place where I could speak to my wife about it, actually be honest about the, the monster that I actually had become rather than scamming her by letting her believe she was married to someone that she wasn't. Um, but again, that takes courage. That takes having some community around you. And, and, that's, and it's not easy. All right, uh, and I get that, but we learn the most in these times of 
trial and life changes in an instant of courage all right in a moment when you decide you make a decision you set even a goal to to be honest to be um out in the light instead of cowering in the darkness man things change for the better over time it doesn't feel better at the beginning it's it's going to cost something but over time it does get better all right living the light is always better will you stay married if you're married i i don't know man it's like that line from the matrix i've said that over and over again i didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end i came here to tell you how it's going to begin but i wanted to read those responses on today's show because i think those are powerful and i i just uh Again, the survey page, if you want to fill out a survey, I, I'd certainly appreciate it. Uh, the God and Me survey has the most responses, and I want to read some of those in a, in a future show. Uh, those questions are, are good. I, I wanted to, to read it myself so you could understand where I'm coming from, and maybe I could open up to you a little bit right before you fill that out because there's some there's some deep questions in there i think that how we think about god goes to the core of our being all right it's where we start to think about meaning and purpose and how our lives are actually working out and if we are accountable to a being a creator then that changes the game doesn't it and if there's a if there is no creator, right, that just eliminates a whole layer of people's being, and that's the spirituality part. So um, thanks for listening. Uh, if you're an agnostic, man, thank, I, I'm glad you're here. I really am. I, I like that you uh, listen and that maybe you haven't made the decision yet. Uh, I don't know what decision that is, but you know, I guess having taking a leap of faith. What does that mean? Um, but I'm glad you're here. There's a scripture that in in uh, Matthew, just a quote by Jesus, Matthew chapter five, that uh, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um poverty of spirit is like the door that that opens us up into other attitudes when when you're at the end of your rope it's a really good place to be my friend jeff fisher asked me if i found a place yet that you know thinking about me with the whole mars hill thing that went on and he was like have you found a place you can call home yet and a, a good home group or, or people that you meet with weekly or something like that. Or do you have that? And I'm like, no, you know, not yet. I've been attending at a place called Port Gardner Bay and went to a few Bible studies. and But it's still not, uh, I, I, I'm not sure what it is really. I can't totally put a finger on it. Maybe it's the theology or different uh, place I am in life now I'm not sure um, being honest alright kind of in a spiritual poverty myself when it comes to community and uh, still looking for a place to plug in 
and I've been searching and I've met with some other pastors and some of the other people that I knew from Mars Hill that have kind of splintered all over the place, it seems like, and it's just where I'm at. So I wanted to let you know about that. Maybe you could pray for me. All right, not maybe. Um, I'm asking you humbly as just another person, all right, just another sojourner, would you pray for me? Those of you who pray um, about my place community-wise, because I feel like I, I could use some brothers and sisters' prayers with that, because uh, this song I'm going to end the show out with is still um, is still part of my heart right now, community-wise, and uh, that's where I'm at. So I'm going to end the show there. Uh, may continue this whole thing in the future. Uh, I didn't even get into my humility, uh, integrity um, speech, but <laughs> I wanted to do that later as well. Uh, thanks for listening.